What's up, guys? Um, in this episode, I called it a sport short a bunch throughout the episode, but it ended up running a little longer than I thought it was gonna. Um, I, I had more to say than I thought I was gonna, which is no news to me or anybody else, probably. But in this one, I went over a few things that I talked about in the last epi- last sports episode and made some, uh, I guess, corrections to some things that I said. I finished some thoughts that I forgot to finish in the last episode. Um, talked about the Braves, talked about the Yankees and Red Sox, benches clearing, brawl, or I, I say brawl. I didn't watch it. I was just hearing what other people were saying about it, so it sounded like a brawl to me. Um, talked about some random-ass basketball things that uh, I, I didn't really know anything about. So it doesn't, I even talked about hockey. I know nothing about that. But I uh, went over the Masters. I covered the Masters. Talked about Tiger blowing it and Patrick Reed and all of his family shit. Kind of, I talked a little bit about what I know about that. And also gave a little bit of the, a uh, little bit of my NFL theory on them being jealous of other, other sports. Uh, so, yeah, there's 40 minutes worth of random, random thoughts all sports-related things. So hopefully one of these days, it'll be more than just me sitting here talking. Oh, and uh, speaking of just me sitting here talking, um, the next time that our episode of Merle's All That Stuff is released, I am pretty sure that it will be paired with video. So gone are the days in which you could just listen to me and not look at my face because... Those times are about to be gone, and I'm sorry. I apologize wholeheartedly that you will have to look at my face. Um, <laughs> but anyway, since I'm not editing, I don't see a reason to not just give you guys the the hard copies of it, video as well. So anyway, that's going to happen the next time, but uh, without further ado, here's episode 15, guys. Sports stuff. Merle's on the stuff, baby. Enjoy. All right, guys, we're going to do a, a little sport short today for you and uh, going to go over some random things that I feel are noteworthy in the sports world. And maybe you do, too. And if you don't, sorry, nothing I can do for you. It's 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 already done. I'm, I'm, I'm in it. Uh, <laughs> so to start off, the Braves won against the Nationals today, but lost uh, yesterday, a day before. And I didn't mind, I mean, obviously, nobody wants to lose to the fucking Nationals, or no Braves fan anyway, but it was against Steven Strasburg and Max Scherzer, so you can't really argue too much about losing to those two pitchers, because they're fucking monsters. But either way, uh, we did we did end up winning one and uh, not getting swept, but... That was not even near the coolest thing, or, or the most interesting, rather, most interesting thing to happen in baseball this evening. <clears throat> so, in I'm not sure if you guys are familiar or aware. I'm I'm trying to look this up so I don't I don't get any uh, I don't screw up any of the informa- information, but. In the New York Yankees and Boston Red Sox world, 
There's not a lot of love. There ain't a lot of love there. So, just to catch you up if you're not familiar, they are one of the largest rivalries in all of sports. That came to a head tonight twice when the benches cleared and for the reason of the first one, first time the bench is cleared, was I can't remember the uh, the guy's name to save my life. It was uh, Tyler something, I think. Tyler Austin, maybe. Does that sound right? Tyler Austin? Did I say that backwards? I don't know. I think. And uh, Brock Holt on second base. Tyler Austin. I'm going to say his name's Tyler Austin. Let's just stick with that. If it's not, uh, sue me. I don't fucking care. Um, kid slides in the second with his with his spikes a little high, and he catches the second baseman. The second baseman has words for him, and then they both start having words with each other. So then the the team on the the team in the dugout decides, well, I guess we better we better get on out there and see what's going on. So the bench is clear, and there was a little minor scuffle there. And uh, then a few innings later, or a couple innings later, maybe the next one, I don't know, I wasn't watching it live. And I think it's still going on, but um, I don't have it on. Um, the pitcher throws at uh, this Austin kid and misses him, and then throws at him again and hits him. So naturally... Bench is clear. And this isn't just like a normal, like, when I say like a few players run out, like you had Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton all running out there. And they're both of giants. So uh, this is a big deal when they're, they're sprinting or running out. But anyway, just a little, just a little fun uh, fact to let you guys out there in the sports world know that the Yankees still hate the Red Sox and vice versa. They still hate each other. So all is right in the world as far as I'm concerned. Um uh anyway uh back back to the uh back to the Hotlanta Braves we're opening up a series against the Cubbies day after tomorrow and i hope that we can continue this little uh, this nice little streak that we, or not streak but this nice little uh momentum that we've had going in which we win two out of each series which is nice winning the series um but we got a really tough division this year. The NL East is uh, the 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 fucking Mets, the Mutts. The Mets are actually playing really, really good baseball. I, I don't think that they've lost. Uh, well, I have have they? I don't know. I think they've lost two games, maybe two games this year so far. And I think the Red Sox. Or if if I'm not mistaken, losing their second game tonight, the Red Sox lost on opening day and haven't lost since. From uh, what I can remember, anyhow, they were ten to down ten to six to Yankees. Let me look at this real quick and see. Bottom of the ninth, ten to six, one out. So yeah, unless something happens here, and the Red Sox can do something. Looks like they're gonna be. Looks like they're gonna be getting their second loss of the year. So um, they look really good, and they got two on, one out too. 
So this could go anywhere. A home run could open this game up in a heartbeat. So anyway, I probably should have that on TV, but I'd rather talk to you guys <laughs> about random shit that doesn't really matter. Um so yeah, there's that. Not a whole lot uh, not a whole lot going on in the baseball world yet, but there's a whole lot left to be played. And I hope that the Braves don't do what they always do and come out of the gate and play really well, which is what we've done, and then just completely drop off a couple weeks later, which is what I hope we don't do. We lost our we lost a uh, Brandon McCarthy, uh, one of our one of our relievers. He I don't think he was a starter. I think he was a reliever, but he left the game against the Nationals. He got a he he. Uh, on his, uh, popped his arm out of socket on his non-throwing arm or or something like that. Um, but uh, I hope that whatever happens in the near future, the Braves can actually do what needs to be done to bring up uh, run out Acuna and, and uh, Christian Pache. Because we really need those two in the in the bigs. We need them in the bigs. We need them to win. We need them to win. Wake her ass up. We got to win tomorrow. <laughs> Not playing tomorrow. Playing the Cubs day after. But I've already said that, so that doesn't matter. Um, so basketball stuff. Uh, did you like that transition? That was nice, wasn't it? We're we're moving quick through this one. We don't have a lot to say. We're probably going to make this one uh, come in under the thirty minute mark. Um, so in the world of basketball, Russell Westbrook uh, made it to the point where he averaged a triple double again this year. So that means two consecutive seasons of averaging a triple double. That's pretty fucking impressive. I think the last person to do that was uh, Oscar Robertson. Robinson, whatever his name is. Um, yeah, so apparently that hasn't happened in a very long time, which lead, which makes you think, man, uh, is he really, is he this just that much of a ball hog and did Durant keep him away from being that or is he just, and I don't, I don't, I don't say ball hog because I don't really watch basketball, so, so maybe I might have just pissed some people off to do watch basketball. I don't know because I don't watch it, but, I mean, he can't he can't be moving the ball around a whole lot if he's able to average a triple double in uh, you know in two consecutive seasons. But he could be. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Um, everybody's saying James Harden's MVP, uh, but the fine people of was it the Golden State Warriors or the Lakers? I think it was the Lakers. Pretty sure it was the Lakers. Yeah, because Staples Center, he came to uh, he came to Sports Center last night. So yeah, um, his name is Andre Ingram, and he apparently played for ten years in the D League, which uh, some dude was calling the G League a while ago. Apparently, did they change the name to the G League or is it? I don't know. But um, uh, he played in the D League for ten years and just came in and, and lit it up last night. I was I was looking at that with Asher, my buddy Asher, who who you guys have heard on the podcast before, um, who says he has a funny release, but it worked, and that's the funny release is probably why he ended up playing in the D League. But man, I, listening to that, I found out that the guy apparently took a second job as a math tutor 
to make ends meet because he barely made like thirty grand a year playing in the D League, and that just goes that just blew me away because I'm like, man, this guy for the last ten years has to have been better than a lot of players who've taken a shitload of money to do not very well. And I don't know, is it that lopsided? Is the pay scale that lopsided in, in professional sports, which you have so many players who can, and, and the same goes for the guy who, uh, uh, fuck. Well, who was it? Uh, the, the, the Chicago Blackhawks can't remember the guy's name. He's an accountant and he's apparently like an emergency goalie, emergency goaltender. And, uh, they, they called him out, uh, called him down to, to play and he stopped like seven pucks in just a short amount of time. And it was a very impressive showing. And like, you got people like this and this dude's an accountant, you know, in his, in his regular life. And they're just showing up and doing that, man. Is that not like the, the greatest feeling ever is to, to do something as a hobby technically, because that's basically what it is, right? If you're, I mean, D League, I guess is a is a career that is a career path this dude's chosen. But if this other dude is like an accountant and he shows up to hockey games just in case they need his help, and he comes out there and he stops seven pucks, like that's pretty fucking impressive to me. And I, I mean, I, and I don't, I've, I've said it multiple times, I don't understand hockey. But it is probably the most difficult sport that, that can be played. I mean, everything's fast. The Red Sox just scored a run, 7 to 10. 7 to 10, two outs, man on third. Um, so, yeah, hockey is a very, uh, very difficult sport to, to play. And this dude just, just out here uh, doing people's taxes on Tuesday. And then he shows up on whatever day it is and just uh, annihilates uh, or, 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 or annihilates his position, which is fucking great. I like to see people that, that uh, get put in a position to do well and excel and actually do that. But, um, but yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty cool to see. Um, and uh, I have another thing. Like, hockey playoffs started tonight. Uh, the Penguins uh, scored seven goals against whoever the fuck it was they were playing. I can't even remember. The Flyers, maybe? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I know nothing about hockey. I do enjoy the, the uh, playoffs. And the Stanley Cup is probably the most impressive physical trophy of, uh, of all, all major league sports. Um. All right, New York Yankees ten to seven final. Um, the Stanley Cup is the most impressive physical trophy. So, uh, that's all I have to say about that. And and I wonder, somebody out there may know the answer to this. Are there multiple Stanley Cup trophies, or is it just the one? Because when you hear people talk about it, it seems like they're referring to just the one. And I don't know if that's something that I made up or if that's just something that I derived off of what everybody else was saying. But if you know the answer to that, I would love to know the answer to that also. So please let me know. Um, 
So yeah, I I I'd segued into basketball stuff beautifully, and then uh, sort of segued into the hockey thing uh, e- equally as smooth. So we're gonna scoot right on into golf, the golf of Mexico, the VW golf, <laughs> Gand off golf. Okay, I tried too hard. Um. So I really wanted Tiger to do well. I stated in the last uh I stated in the last sports episode that I did that there was nobody in the history of sports who came in and showed out like Tiger Woods did outside of Michael Jordan. And of course, in the last episode I also did that whole uh there's only X amount of time, what did I call it? The like Jordan James clause or something like that. To where it's only a matter of time before uh, a sports conversation or a basketball conversation is turned into Jordan versus LeBron. But LeBron James is also the other name that I could throw in there with Jordan and Tiger because they came and they both came in. They were the faces of their sport and definitely like the, the only Babe. There's only one Babe Ruth in the world at a time, I think. And definitely Michael Jordan was that. Definitely Tiger Woods was that. And yes, LeBron James is probably that as well. But uh, that's beside the point. Getting back into the Tiger thing. Um, so he blew it. He barely made the cut. He, uh, I, I, I'm not sure if I, if I'm saying this right, but I was talking to another buddy of mine who plays golf and knows it pretty well. And we were talking about the cut and how, if Tyler or Tiger made it or not. And he said that they had to, uh, they had to raise the, uh, the cut line basically because or lower, however, in numbers it would be raised, but, uh, technically lower for, uh, 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 standings wise to accommodate the amount of golfers that would have missed the cut had they not moved it. So Tiger made the cut barely and it on the you you see him on Saturday and he just it it was just not good. I think he finally ended up I think he ended the weekend at even if I'm not mistaken, but he was pretty much like four over the whole weekend and it was just ugly. And you hate to see somebody like that. And the expectations that we all had because he did so well in the previous tournaments was uh, the expectations were there. But uh, uh, unfortunately, they didn't come to fruition. But he still, I mean, he still, he still played really well in those other two tournaments. Man, maybe, the, maybe just the nostalgia of playing in the Masters got to him. Uh, or maybe it was just being out there and seeing all those kids who are, who are now who he used to be. And, uh, it's, I don't know, maybe it got to his head because that's one thing about golf. Like the, the game that takes five hours to play, but you're actually only standing at the ball to hit it for maybe what five minutes of the entire four hours. So the rest of it's all in your head. So maybe that got to him, but the real story about the Masters is the fact that the guy that won is apparently the second most hated person on tour. He is like the the Bubba Watson of this decade. Uh, apparently, everybody in the apparently everybody on the tour hates Bubba Watson because he's a douchebag, and 
uh, this kid, Patrick Reed is his name. He is from Augusta. And uh, there, there's, um, I'll, I'll touch on the, his family stuff later, but uh, being from Augusta. Um, so apparently there was some, some times when he would go out and introduce himself to people and say, hi, my name's Patrick Reed, and I'll beat the shit out of you in golf. And I'm, listen, I'm all about if somebody knows that they're the best at something, I believe in, in that kind of a person. LeBron James knows that he is the best in the world. And it's evident in the fact that we haven't seen an NBA finals in the last how many years, seven years, eight years that he has not played in with all different cast and crew every single time. There's a certain amount of awesomeness and, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's just a certain amount of greatness that comes from knowing that you're great, I believe. And that confidence, a certain amount of confidence that comes in knowing that you're great. And, uh, and, and that confidence also comes even if you're not great. But uh, I really appreciate athletes who, who feel that way. Like, I love Conor McGregor. I love Conor McGregor. The fact that he just comes in and says, fuck you, I will beat your ass. I'm the one who, I'm the greatest. I'm him. You've been waiting. I'm him. And I, I love that. I think that's awesome. But uh, uh, speaking, speaking of Conor McGregor, I don't want to digress too far. Uh, apparently, there have been rules set for uh, Mayweather and McGregor too, which is going to be fought in the cage. And there's some ridiculous rules like no kicks, no knees, no elbows. Um, they're wearing four-ounce gloves and no shoes. Uh, a bunch of randomness on that. But I'm, I, we'll go back to that later when it gets when it gets closer to happening. But Apparently that that's that's in the works or it, it's gotten to that point anyway. Um, oh shit, where was I? See, I do this all the time. Um, oh yeah, so I love people who are just I'm I'm the shit, but I don't know why golf in my mind ha- has a different set of laws because I guess it is the gentleman's game where you assume that people are supposed to be the gentleman. And even when Tiger was at his best, I don't think that he was the type of person who would go around and say, fuck you. I will beat you. It doesn't matter. Like I will, hello, my name is Tiger Woods and I will fuck you up in golf. I don't, I don't want to believe that he did that. And if if he did, it was probably after he he got hanging out with fucking (laughs) with Jordan and, uh, (laughs) and, um, uh, Barkley. We like Jordan and Barkley and them, but um, either way, moving right along with that. So Patrick Reed is, as I said, an Augusta native, Augusta native, and his parents apparently were not even allowed around uh, around him. They weren't even allowed to the Masters, and this has something to do. With what I can gather, this has something to do with Patrick's wife, and uh, he's he's much more much more involved now with his wife's family than his own family. And it seems to me, from what I gathered from random stories I read, that Patrick just wanted to be a child, and his dad tried to discipline him, and he didn't like that. So apparently, he's he's a uh, 
he's surrounding himself with people who will accept him for that childish person that he is. And I'm not putting words in anybody's mouth. That's just what I, I gathered from all of the different articles that I read on this. So, um, he apparently, his parents showed up for, uh, his parents showed up for some tournament that he was playing a while back and they were escorted away. They were asked to leave and that the, the word that came down for them to be escorted out came from his wife, uh, apparently so. Uh, I, that's all I can, all, all, all I can do is assume that maybe Patrick's, uh, uh, Patrick Reed's given his wife reason to believe that his parents are horrible people. And I have, I have no, I have no problem in the world. If his parents actually did something wrong, then, then, uh, yeah, sure. Do that. I, I've done that to my mom, which you've heard from this podcast as well. Like I, I don't speak to my mom, but she's done some awful things. If Patrick's parents have done things equivalent to that of which my mom has done, then I totally, I totally get it. But it, that from what I've read, that doesn't seem to be the case at all. And, uh, but that's sort of what's taken the, uh, and, and that's sort of what's taken the attention off of this no name, basically, which I don't know who he is. Apparently he's been in a Ryder cup a few times, but I don't follow golf well enough when Tiger's not playing to know. So, um, instead of it being this guy named Patrick Reed, who you have in it, who, who you have no doubt not really heard of at all winning the masters, but the fact that his parents and him don't speak and they watched him on TV from three miles away instead of actually being there because they weren't allowed. And I, I think that's a little weird, but that's golf for you. Uh, it's going to keep going on. Tiger's going to keep playing. I think he's going to do well. He seems like he's on the mend. His swing looks good. Um, this Patrick Reed, though, he was just lights out on the greens all all weekend long. He didn't. He couldn't miss. He made uh, really difficult putts look very simple. Simple. It's like he made hard putts look not hard. He's so fast. He made fast people look not fast. <laughs> So yeah, but that's that. I'm not going to go go much further with the with the golf stuff um because it's golf. Let's be real. And uh, Tiger's the one, man. If if Tiger ain't doing it, it don't matter. Oh, and I also said that, I, that Phil had been playing well, but Phil also didn't do very well in the Masters. Um oh, and another thing that I was saying, I was actually um I had ESPN on last time when I was recording the sports talk and I saw um the coach from the Notre Dame women's on ESPN. And it cut off my thought of saying, um, Michael Jordan, when you, uh, when you were growing up, I had a lifetime of hearing about Michael Jordan's greatness and just being a kid, you know, I don't really, I remember watching Michael Jordan, but I mostly remember Michael Jordan from space jam because I was a kid when that came out. And that's most of the reason why I chose the New York Knicks was because Patrick Ewing was in that, and he was my favorite one in that movie. For some reason, I don't know why, but I wanted to be a Knicks fan. So uh, that that that's really irrelevant, but it doesn't matter. Um, but, yeah, so that's that was the thought that I was into when I got cut off by the Notre Dame, uh, the Notre Dame coach on television. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, just just – 
rumors of Jordan's greatness is all I had to base the things that I said in the last episode on. So if you don't, if you didn't listen to the last episode, uh, sports talk, then go do that. But I'm going to get, uh, get to winding down here. I want to try to keep this one close to 30 minutes. Um, but I have a theory on everything that I've talked about so far has uh, covered all the sports. I know anything about it, uh, except for NFL and, I have a theory on the NFL. I believe that the NFL is jealous of other sports. I think that the NFL believes that it is the greatest amongst the power three or the big four, even I'll throw NHL in there. Uh, I think that the NFL believes it is the most important out of all four major sports. And if it is not at the forefront, it will do everything that it can to get there. Now, this morning, a story was released from the Bengals owner who was, who interviewed, uh, what's his name? I can't remember. He was the guy who, the second person on the 49ers to kneel with Colin Kaepernick. Uh, I can't remember his name, but, um, anyway, he was interviewing for the, uh, Cincinnati Bengals job and the guy said, do you plan on kneeling for the national anthem? And apparently that became the entire entirety of the, of the, uh, of the interview. And it has nothing to do with this guy's like, what do you, what are you bringing to the table? Like, what are you, what kind of player are you going to be? What's important to you? Uh, training wise, what's important to you on the field? Like, what is your, and it was nothing about that. Apparently it was all about, are you going to kneel or are you going to stand for the national anthem? And the fact that this story breaks this morning is, uh, is funny because the NHL, NHL playoff started today. Today was the last day of the NBA season, from what I can gather. And baseball is just now kicking off, and nobody's talking about the NFL. Nobody's talking about it. So I believe the NFL is jealous, and they leak stories that have nothing to do with anything just so that you'll start talking about it again. And... I can't remember the guy who was, um, I was listening to, uh, CBS sports radio on the way home from North Merrill beach. And I can't remember the guy's name who's covering for, uh, for Bill Ryder, but he was on Ryder than you, uh, Bill Ryder show. He was covering for him and he, he was saying that I hate that this is a subject that we have to talk about. And, he hate he hates it for the same reason I do. He said a lot of things that I've actually said on here before that it's taken the whole the whole national anthem thing ha, and and not to not to make anybody mad, but this whole thing, the kneeling has nothing to do with the national anthem at all. It has zero to do with national anthem. It has zero to do with disrespect to the song. It has zero to do with disrespect to the country. It has everything to do with the fact that nobody is talking about how real this police brutality is in certain areas and in certain occasions. 
I know a lot of cops and I know a lot of good cops and I don't think I know a single bad cop, but that doesn't mean they're not out there. It's just like fucking snakes and sharks, man, in the water on land. They're there when you don't see them. They're there. You they're whether you know it or not, they are there. And it's just bringing it's just bringing that conversation to the forefront, which is what needs to happen. And I I, I hate the fact that the NFL just wants to keep on harping on this bullshit over and over. And I'm sick of fucking hearing about it. And it's not going to go away. And not only that, <laughs> you got the Bengals. The guy for the Bengals said that he's not going to take this on his team. And, and, and something like this bullshit in the NFL and the people like Jerry Jones are making a big deal of it. This Bengals owner is making a big deal of it. In which half of the people in the league are or not half is that's that's a that's a big number. A lot of the people in the league have been convicted of crimes. They're felons, wife beaters, people who uh, are, are abusive to their children on a grand scale. Like this is and people who continue to have jobs, but God forbid you try to bring awareness to something. And during the national anthem, God forbid you try to do that because then they don't want you anymore. And like I said in the last episode, Colin Kaepernick, I bet, is better than 60% of the uh, the backup quarterbacks in the league right now. He may be better than some of the starters, but who's going to give him a fucking chance? The conversation is not going to end until Colin Kaepernick is signed to an NFL team. But according to how things went for uh, Reed, Reed, Ed Reed, no. Ed Reed was the was the was the uh, Raider, right? I don't know. I think the guy's last name was Reed. Um, but it, it, seeing as how things went for uh, Brother Reed today up in um, Cincinnati land doesn't doesn't bode well for Brother Kaepernick, and that sucks for Brother Kelsey here and everybody else in the world who enjoys watching the uh, NFL for entertainment reasons. And not to, not to, you don't shit where you eat. Don't bring, you don't bring uh, bullshit into that. They, the, the, everybody else threw politics in it and it had nothing to do with politics at all. It's about people losing their lives unjustly. And that's all it's about. And it's, I hate that we're still having this conversation, but guess what we are. And I'm, I'm feeding into this right now. So I'm going to stop feeding into it, but. Um, yeah, so the NFL is just jealous of all the other sports. It's ironic. They always, they always want to, uh, they always, it, it just think of anything, look at, look at anything else that's going to happen. Of course, the draft's coming up, uh, into the month and leading on up to the draft, there's going to be a lot of things NFL worthy to talk about, but in that dead time between the draft and, uh, the season starting, you're gonna have uh you're gonna have a lot of like obviously the the NBA playoffs and the Stanley Cup playoffs are gonna be completed by that time. And you're gonna have you're gonna have baseball uh, uh wild card chases and, and uh playoff hopes and you're gonna have all of that bullshit that's gonna be going on anytime a big break happens in any other sport, the NFL will always find a way to release another equally big break uh, 
um, just just a random bullshit story to to draw their attention away. And speaking of a random bullshit story to draw people's attention away, who gives a fuck if Tristan Thompson is is uh, cheating on Khloe Kardashian while she's pregnant? Because yeah, who gives a fuck? These people. These okay, okay. Listen, if the Buffalo Bills, <laughs> if the Buffalo Bills had never drafted OJ Simpson, we would not know who the Kardashians are. It's the Bills' fault, man. It's all the Bills' fault. <sighs> the Buffalo Bills signed AJ McCarron, by the way, real tied. I hope he does well. I want to see him do well. Um, yeah, who gives a fuck whether Tristan Thompson uh, or, or if it's just a narrative for one of their stories that they can they can uh, monetize in some way or or uh, make people feel make people feel like they're important or worth or noteworthy. It's, see, I'm here doing it. I'm fucking talking about them. Uh, I hate the fact that, that name came out of my mouth. Fuck them. Fuck the Kardashians. I'm sorry. They're 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 the world. They're the worst. And when are people going to learn? They're ending careers left and right. The only one that seems to have not had a career end is maybe Kanye. And it's still in the air. Still in the air. But anyway, uh, I only had a couple of things noted that I wanted to talk about. And um, the last one of those things was the NFL being jealous of other sports. So I'm going to leave it at that. The NFL is jealous of other sports. Tiger Woods, I think, will do kind of well in in the future. I hope Patrick Reed can somehow smooth things out with his family. If that's in the in the stars, if it's not, then roll tide, buddy. Good win. You killed it on the greens. Undeniable, fucking great golfer. Um, there's talks that LeBron James could end up playing for the 76ers. Um, and I'm still, I'm still, uh, hoping to see LeBron win the finals this year, just to keep the stat alive that he and Nick Saban have won national championships, uh, in the same year ever since Nick Saban's first win in Alabama or maybe LSU even, uh, but no, actually I think just Alabama, but it doesn't matter. Just want to keep that streak alive. Uh, go Braves, fuck, fuck the Nationals. Um, oh, and speaking of the Yankees, and I said uh, they compared their uh, their lineup to the Murderers Row. Giancarlo Stanton is not hitting. He's not hitting at all, man. Like he's he's going like two for twenty or something like that recently. He got one hit last night, which I think last night they uh, uh, Chris Sale started against them last night. So that that's not really too out of out of uh, out of the ordinary to not get a hit against him. He's a beast. But even beforehand, he's just not getting hits, man. I don't know. It's weird. Maybe his and, and I, I have another another theory on that too. Maybe he's not hitting because he's got Andrew Judge or he's got Gary Sanchez. Or uh, all these other all these other great players that are around him because in Miami it was just him, and it's easy to uh, it's easy to strut around like an eagle when you're surrounded by turkeys, which is a sort of paraphrase from uh, Mr. Deeds. But now he is no longer surrounded by turkeys; he's surrounded by other eagles, and it seems that Aaron Judge is the better player, 
and maybe that's fucking with his head and um maybe that's stealing some of the shine but who knows man i would love to see another um i'd love to see another like mickey mantle and roger maris run off for home run champion in new york that'd be great hell i'd love to see it in in atlanta i'd love to see that anywhere actually that'd be fun to watch well, this is the greatest era ever in in the sports history we're we're living we're alive through the greatest era of sports in in the history of sports like it's just it, we are this is the greatest era of sports and we're uh sitting here comparing people to other people well, we should just enjoy it <sighs> all right so i'm going to enjoy it i'm going to let you guys enjoy it and get back to it um went a little bit longer than i was expecting to but I think that's all right. So anyway, here's my random thoughts on the sports world over the last couple of uh, last week. I'm going to start doing the, um, I'm going to start releasing podcasts, normal podcasts, Merle's and stuff episodes probably twice a week. And I'll probably do sports once a week. And it depends if something noteworthy happens. I'm going to release them release more often, but I know I should try to do these on a certain day, but, um, I don't know. Some, some days I just don't feel like it and I'm not very good with structure. So, uh, I apologize for that, but anywho, I got nothing else to add. Um, I'll be, uh, I'll watch, watch whatever goes on this week and, Surely something crazy is going to happen, and I'll I'll uh, be releasing another sports short in the next couple next couple days. And hell, this turned into not a sports short. We're we're around the the forty one minute mark. So, yeah, hopefully I haven't stolen you away from anything important you had to do today. And if you did, you know what? It probably wasn't that important. Fuck it. All right. I'm getting out of here, folks. Enjoy your weeks. Be good people. Don't be shitty people. Don't drive like a dumbass, especially if you come to Myrtle Beach. All right. I got nothing else to say. Recycle your plastics. Recycle your plastics. All right, guys. Later. Later.